Hello, lovely people. Welcome back to the Distinct and Jovial podcast. My name is Dom, and I am joined once again by my wonderful co-host, Jerry. How are you doing, Jerry? I'm fine, thank you, Dom. <laughs> Greetings. Oh, yes. This might give you a bit of a clue about the, the theme and topic as we come into October, or the spookiest month of the year. Um, we'll do the normal kind of spiel that makes sure that we're all covered. So it is the, it's not the 23rd of September, because we've had to move this. Uh, it's the 24th of September. Uh, it's 10 past three on a Saturday afternoon, not our normal time. I'm a bit more awake. It's, it's not, I am as well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this feels a bit maybe, odd. Maybe we should do this more regularly. I don't know. Maybe we should um, do this pissed. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't, because Swanee has already suggested that no, we do an alcohol. Yes. I know. That's a bad move. <laughs> I don't think that we, it would be a bad move. No, that's a really bad um, move. This is episode number 16. Uh, and, and as always, all of our opinions that are expressed on this podcast are strictly our own and don't represent the company or companies that we work for. Um, company in this case, particularly. Uh, I haven't got a guest to, to, to register that. Um, and, and we will just say we, we have a little bit more limited time to record this one. Uh, I've had, <laughs> there's no other word, there's, there's no other phrase, but what a week, Jerry. What a week. <laughs> what I... a week. I don't honestly. I don't even know where to start with it, Dom. No, no. Honest. And do you? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I, I, I think by Friday morning, I wanted to just cry. I think that was probably the easiest, <laughs> easiest way to put it. I think I did at some point. <laughs> to be honest, Dom, don't, don't blame me. But uh, so this um, podcast, we're going to go into a bit more. Well, as I said, it's going to be our spooky month one. Um, and these, this is everything that, this is Jerry's podcast. This is everything that Jerry wanted to talk about or, <laughs> or discuss. Um, and I, not in a pressured way, but in a, he is the expert out of the two of us. Uh, and I'm, and I'm expecting like some really good things. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you kind of introduce what we're doing, Jerry. Oh, sorry, was I supposed to prep for this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so this will give you an idea of how this podcast is going to go. I've got a couple of tabs open. <laughs> And whilst you were okay. talking there for the last minute, I couldn't find you. <laughs> I was frantically clicking on all the tabs going, oh, I've lost Dom. <laughs> I can't see him. I actually started to panic. Uh, <laughs> well, you, you maintained yourself very well. So you, Thank were, full, you. you were full swan mode, as I refer to it. Completely on But inside you're going, uh. Yeah, but I was a swan with a gammy leg, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> just going in circles is that the way that it is something like that yeah standard the standard to think jovial kind of off a tangent yeah <laughs> yeah so so i'm not going to get too heavy on this i mean it will be heavy so it will be distinct but there will be joviality in here as well so i'm going to crack jokes and things but um we've got some we've got some pretty deep topics some heavy topics to discuss um although uh no, seriously, was I supposed to have prepared for this? <laughs> no, I'm joking. So today's episode actually is going to focus on two things. Um, so to set the scene, we've got uh, two things that I'm fascinated by. One that I've been, something I've been fascinated by ever since, since I was a child. Um, and I will, I will kick off the actual discussion with what it is that actually sparked my interest Um and 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 it's the interest in ufos uh, mm -hmm. or uaps as they're now known as um 
So yes, there's a whole UAP stands for. Yeah, so UFOs, unidentified flying object, and then recently mm. uh, the the US um, Navy and intelligence um, uh, communities decided to call it uh, UAPs, which is which stands for. And I can't really say the last uh, word of this very well, but unidentified aerial phenomenon, 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 <laughs> phenomenon. <laughs> Eminem, so uh, uh, it's it's uh, I, for me it's a it's an absolutely fascinating topic, but I just want to set the scene on this, and also the the other topic which we're going to cover, which is all to do with, and I think I mentioned this, didn't I, Dom, about my mm. personal experiences of um, what do you call it, paranormal spirits mm. that kind of thing um, yeah you, you you mentioned before we started actually recording spirituality and i was like yes i think he means like ooh, spirituality ooh. rather than rather than religious spirituality yeah. in this in this particular case but i was like i'll <laughs> let it fly until we get into the podcast and i need to make a clarity i need to be cl- which one are we talking about no i'm pretty sure you mean that one yes and we've yeah, discussed it before we have. um in like a brief brief stint and we said that we were going to discuss it again in a future podcast and yes. ta-da here we are. <laughs> um so yeah i haven't done any notes i, I wasn't didn't realize i was supposed to prep no, i'm joking so um but i want to do this i want to approach this in a in a from a different angle so um for all you people watching and all the listeners out there so dom and i were talking about this literally just before we started recording and and the the i just wanted to give the heads up and I'll, to, to dom and i want to give the heads up to all of you which is i'm not going to start picking out you know ufo incidents for example and going into all of the minute detail of it if you want to to know more so if this has wet your appetite and you want to know more there's a ton and i mean a ton of information out there you can get books on things like um uh, betty and barney hills uh, close encounter you can you know the rendlesham forest incident uh, roswell i mean there's just you, you can you'll be buried in information there's a whole bunch of stuff online podcasts joe rogan's particularly interested in it um and he's had uh, a number of people on his show um who are professional ufologists and things so you know i'm not going to start going into the details of those things you know by all means go and do your own research if if you're interested i want to approach this from a slightly different aspect because the the, the aspect of this which people don't tend to spend enough time on don't explore is the things around you know why is this happening and Hmm. why are governments responding to it in the way that they're responding to it and then trying to extrapolate that out into some kind of theory as to well what could this be because the obvious debunking theories are always a bit crap to be honest so it's a weather balloon it's uh um you know some i don't know it's like the northern lights or or you know it's a shooting star and you think well Hmm. no it isn't you've got You've got people, for example, you've got U.S. Air Force pilots, uh, very experienced, been in the, the the Air Force for you know twenty plus years, that are saying, "I chased the subject." So, so the the USS Nimitz, um, pretty sure it's the Nimitz, but it was the U.F. the incident that happened uh, over ten years ago, where um, which has now come out. They've released footage of the Tic Tac UFO. So, <laughs> yeah, because it was in the shape movie. of a Tic Tac. But you've got very experienced fighter pilots that you know their job they're highly trained and their job is to be able to identify the difference between 
something that's a friendly aircraft and hostile aircraft, something mm. which is the difference between a fighter jet and a 747, difference between a weather balloon and weather phenomenon. So, you know, the, the fact that they're testifying in a, you, you've got politicians, you've got policemen, you've got, you know, people of real standing mm. um, who have testified, who've, you know, come out and, and told their story. So, um, it, you know, there's, there's something, there's something going on. And I'd like to explore the theories behind what that could be. So that's what this is about. Just to and, set and, the thing. Yeah, and I think it's it's really interesting because I've done as as much as thinking as I can this week. Obviously, with certain circumstances for myself this week being a little bit stressful. But you know, you can put it down to like one basic question, right? I'm going to pick a specific example. Right? Area 51 exists, right? We know it exists. Right? It's there, but None of us know the purpose of it, right? And regardless of what your opinion is based upon, you know, whether you believe, you know, aliens, spirits, ghosts, um, SpongeBob SquarePants being a natural character that's said to life, you know, it, regardless of where, where or on the spectrum you believe and how much you believe in terms of like science and mythology, right? Most of these... I can go a bit into the mythology and that might go a bit off track, but let's, if we stick with the area 51, regardless of what you believe in, that building exists and it is looking at something and it has found some things. And I think based upon, you know, specifically what Jerry has just said there and specifically what we've kind of discussed is, you know, you can try and debunk and prove specific like individual options and some are, you know, some are more practical and more, like well-renowned and others, but Area 51 still exists and it's still doing a thing. So I think that's that's kind of the discussion. Is like, yes, but what? But why? Etc. And those types of questions, I think, are possibly. I think we are alluding to Jerry, but are more all the questions that I like to answer. He's right. It's yeah. like that's exactly. great that exists, but what does that mean for us? What yeah. does that? Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, exactly that. What are the implications? What What does that mean? And, yeah. and and what are, where are the links? Yeah, and um, and mythology. Just on a quick like side tangent because that's just the way this podcast works. And I don't know if that is works. a side tangent. Actually, I think it's directly relevant. In in a sense, right? So you know, if you look at mythology and you look at the creatures that are usually are surrounded around in mythology, you know, anything from like the unicorn, the national animal of Scotland, for those that didn't know, um, to things like you know dragons and. Um, um, minotaurs, centaurs, things like that, and they always kind of go. The human, the human brain is very creative, but there are certain things that you kind of go. You, you, you need somewhere to start, right? So something similar must have existed, and you've seen some of the weird and wacky creatures that are genuinely on the earth, and some of them are fantastic, and some of them are terrible. And I think, you know, anything to do with mythology is, is there's, there's. While it may not be a hundred percent truth, because the the way that the human psyche works, it it things deviate. I think there's always an element of truth in something, right? There's there's yeah. something yeah. must have like sparked that, and that's why I think anything to do with how to call it, um, like you know your feelings, your gut instinct that that you know around maybe things like haunted houses or um anything from like i saw a dragon blah right there is a there is still an element of truth in in that matter unless it's very recently and that's proven that the person was on lsd that's that's a different matter right okay so yeah uh, and that that's kind of like the 
the premise, I think, for what we're planning to discuss and how we're going to go into it. So just going back to your point about Area 51. So I, I've done loads of research on it. I know definitively what, you know, that. so that was founded um, on testing out different pizza toppings. And they tried some crazy ones, like pineapple. <laughs> pineapple. <laughs> and I remember at the time they said, we must never let this get out. <laughs> Blueberries and sausage on pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let this escape the lab. But it's happened. It's and happened. now we've got pineapple on pizza and blueberry and sausage. <laughs> um, and, you know, the, these are the kind of hideous experiments to carry out. No, uh, it, it's, yeah, you're right. It, it does exist. And and that's all linked to to um, what they call skunk works, which is uh, all of the research that was done by the aerospace companies that they, they came up with the um, uh, the F117, the... the um, that fighter that basically mm. the fighter bomber that just looks like a bat it's like a flying disc oh yeah yeah um, yeah. yeah um and, and the, 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 uh, the stealth bomber stealth bomber and things yeah, like that. yeah so they came yeah. up with that that technology right yeah so, exactly it's fine uh, where how when what well, like you know well, what, why this is, right. yeah yeah and 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 the, the, and look by the way i am going to scratch the surface on stuff and this is why i'm i'm going down the I'm interested in exploring the angle that I want to explore because if you start mm. going into the details, you know, you, we, we literally, this podcast could, would last for days. <laughs> so for example, well, so Adolf Hitler and the Nazi regime was fascinated. They were fascinated with the occult. They, they absolutely firmly believed in alien intelligence and alien technologies. Mm. And they conducted experiments uh, to to for, for you know uh, uh, anti gravity is what they were looking at doing. I mean, it was nothing was off the books for them. Mm. Um, it's it's it, if you you know that again, that's another area that you read about, and that, and that's going back to to the late thirties and forties, and you think what the hell because they just didn't rule anything out. Um, so I mean, you, there are so many topics, but let me start. Let me start right mm. from the top. So. What sparked my interest in this? Well, um, if you cast your mind back to, oh, I think it was 1990, no, sorry, 1977, I think it was. Um, that was when Steven Spielberg released the movie um, Close Encounters mm. of the Third Kind. Now, what was interesting is Steven Spielberg also came up with um, E.T., he, I'm pretty sure he, yeah, Steven Spielberg did, did E.T., wasn't it? So, yeah, so he did E.T., but then he did Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And and what was interesting um, about that film was that, have you seen it actually, Don, before I go any further? I haven't seen Close Encounters with the Third Kind. I know of it. Um, and I've just very quickly, yes, before we get slow, E.T. was <laughs> Okay. So, so that's a film worth watching because it is incredible, even when you watch it today. Because of the, so so it's basically about um, it's it's about this this guy who's um, I think he he's a um, like an engineer that works on the, the the American equivalent of the national grid, uh, and he ends up uh, having a a close encounter um, with uh, with the UFO, um, and the way that they film it, I mean, it's just incredible, um, and actually. Uh, Steven Spielberg brought on board uh, a gentleman by the name of J. Allen Hynek. And Hynek is an astronomer who actually um, 
was uh, pulled in to uh, help with Project Blue Book, and Project Blue Book was the government um, sort of official investigation into UFOs back in 1948, I think it was when he when he started doing that. So St- Spielberg wanted a professional to come in and support him with that film. Um, and if you take a look at that, if you watch that film, you just think, whoa, okay, there's some serious technical consulting that took place there. Um, he actually plays a cameo part in that. But when I watched that film, I just thought, what? I, I don't know what I've just watched. It's incredible. Um, and and that's what kicked it all off because I kind of think, well, you're right, Dom, that, that you know, the, the humans are very imaginative creatures. Um, but actually what Steven Spielberg produced and what some people say is that that film came about, they reckoned that that film came about at that time because the government was keen to kind of soften people up to the idea of the fact that there are UFOs and this is potentially what they would look like and what alien life would look like. And it was all based on all of the investigations that took place in project blue book and all the stuff that, that, um, that Hynek was involved in. So, I find that film fascinating in itself. That's what triggered it. And for all of you listeners and, and people watching this who haven't seen that, watch that film. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, You're so, aware of my history of having not seen any film practically yeah, known to man. <laughs> I've yeah, not seen Aliens. I've not seen Predator. <laughs> Predator, The Rock. Uh, you, you're still, you know, still on the list. This is another one to add to the list now. Um, so uh, what... If, if we just take the whole subject of UFOs, and, and let's just start with that, with UAPs, what are your thoughts on that, Dom? So I think what? this is your, your, your poignant question one, are they like alien activity parallel or man-made? And it's, it's interesting because we've done, we did a bit about the metaverse. We've done a bit about, um, oh God, what was it? What was the one that we did? Uh, the Mandela effect, yes. didn't we? You know, yes. And for those that haven't seen, I don't know what the Mandela effect, it's for example, um, the end of, Looney uh, Looney Tunes is is tunes T U N E S yeah. not tunes T O O N S and everybody goes what why that makes no sense but that is exactly what it is and that's the Mandela <laughs> effect um no I there's there is something right and and I'm very much a man of um science I believe in kind of you know how do I how do I how do how do I set the scene on on my my beliefs um. I genuinely, I generally believe kind of in like, you know, the, the science and things that we've proven. However, there are always limitations to the human brain. You know, the brain can only be so intelligent because it named itself. Um, yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. You, if you think about it, right. You, yeah, you, like you are, you aren't <laughs> like, if you got, you can't have really have a brain transplant because your brain is what contains your personality. You would never have a brain transplant. You'd have a body transplant. Because you transition your brain from one body to another, which means you're transitioning your personality. Assuming we could do the procedure without damaging, without damaging the brain in a way that would alter your personality and stuff like that, right? And you know, the brain is still made up of neurons, electrons, you know, etc. And I and I, I believe that there are that 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 that's kind of fact and things like that. And I like to be able to prove that. However, I believe that there are limitations and there are things out there that we won't understand, which means that I can't explain what. That means to me because fundamentally we, we do not have the processing power as a human to understand it, which means that absolutely, I believe there is a realm of possibility that there is things. I, I mean, 
you always say aliens now and the reason why you say aliens is not because aliens are that specifically green martian aliens just mean something that's not of earth if they from the mm. actual definition mm. so short answer it's it's alien activity it's not there are stuff that happens at, you know within earth's atmosphere with on the ground of on earth that is not human related activity you could even go as far as to say like you know when you look at the creation now we generally know like how molecules you know, and atoms have formed themselves from the the Big Bang or the Big Bloom, as it should really be called, big expansion. It didn't make a noise because there's no, there was no atoms to make a noise, which is why the Big Bang always sounds ridiculous to me. But <laughs> you know, that could be classed as alien alien activity. You know, that 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 thought process in terms of like um, the fact that something is is beyond our either understanding control or or something like that and i love listening to people like brian cox i absolutely adore kind of looking at you know the, the telescope pictures that are coming back from the um can't think just the sudden telescope name has just completely escaped oh, me. Recent, um, recent telescope oh my god yeah it's just gone from my head it's really there's annoying. hubble and then there's uh i'm gonna look it up i'm, I'm just gonna get there first I'm literally just typing in space telescope. James Webb. James Webb. That's it. Yes. Like, and they, they found out what the sound of a black hole makes. Like that's yeah. cool. Right. But that's, that's alien. It's not, of, it's not something that happens within earth. So are there ships running around that, that, that we've not made? Yes. <laughs> like we, we didn't make birds. They fly around, you know, <laughs> they're just identified, but I don't, all the identification means is gone. We know it's that. Hmm. that so it, there's stuff out there that we've just not identified. We've not identified even. We've, I think we've explored something like 12% of the ocean. There's, yeah, we've, there's, yeah, there's it's... 88% <laughs> of the ocean or something ridiculous that we've just not yeah. explored that you, you don't know. And th- is there a, an element of like man-made as well? And going into... I'm going to go a little... <laughs> I said we weren't going to take too long on each one, but uh, like... You're, Jerry's written a note on the, on this, um, listeners, and it says, "Are UAPs?" I keep reading. I keep reading that as OAPs, but <laughs> that's, that's what throws me off. Right, <laughs> a result of alien activity from a parallel universe or man-made. Right, and the answer to that question is yes. Right, there's no, there's no like there there is alien activity that is happening. Right, in my opinion. Right, there is. I believe in. I believe in some sense, some sort of parallel universe or at least metaverse in terms of like there are parallels and crossovers and stuff that we don't understand. We would not have come up with that concept on our own. And are there some things that are man-made and completely bogus? Absolutely. Yeah, there are absolutely times where it is just somebody being an idiot with a drone, right? <laughs> that's just the way. And that's the way Probably that I Probably an OAP. <laughs> Probably an OAP, yes. Is yeah. that an OAP, UAP? <laughs> yeah. I think so. <laughs> OAPs are not high on my list this week. So. <laughs> there you what go. calls us UAPs? <laughs> OAPs. Yeah. Oh. We've solved it. We've, We've solved, solved it. it. We've solved it. It's the old well, man with the stick. So, might as well hang up. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> listeners, everyone, thank you. <laughs> I didn't realise we were going to crack it. In... 
In how long? How long did that take us? 24 minutes. <laughs> you are a genius, Dom. UAPs are caused by OAPs with drones. I, I am going to title this. I'm going to title this podcast Solving UFOs in Less Than 30 Minutes. <laughs> you know, it's taken decades. People have devoted their whole lives to this, but we cracked it. Well, you cracked it in 24 minutes. So <laughs> OAPs with a drone. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> we we were worried that this this podcast wouldn't turn out to be jovial. I think straight away, this is you us have too. to sprinkle the jovial. You have to. Um, I don't know where to go from there. Really, <laughs> genuinely, I am so impressed. <laughs> well, I, I assume, do you disagree or agree? I suppose is the first question, isn't it? Um, yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you said because it's it's the stuff that people have seen that are man-made and they've thought, well, I can't explain what that is. So it's unexplained, right? Mm. So it's unidentified. That's the whole point of it. Um, and then there's stuff which, I mean, no one knows what they are. So, so for example, that the um, that footage that was released in in uh, last year um, of what the U.S. Navy captured you know no one can explain that it was mm. captured on multiple radars it was seen by multiple uh pilots D- does that mean that they're not man-made i don't know but you know you've got experts that have viewed that footage that have said well there's nothing man-made that would be able to move you know in the way that that object moved and to be able to to survive those kind of g-forces and things so mm. we haven't got technology like it doesn't mean that technology doesn't exist on earth or no one else has come up with it, but I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're saying if I had, if they had to pick something, they would say it's probably not of this earth. Yeah. Just because of the way that the, the thing performs. Um, so, so yes, I agree. I agree with everything that you said. And I, um, and I, and I think it's, it, that's the, I was about to say beauty or the unsettlingness. I don't know how you, what, you know, it probably ranges between hmm. both in that, humans naturally want to be able to account for things right the the the, the ocd is performed uh, is formed from the fact that like generally we like patterns like that's why we like yeah. those things like we like videos that are oddly satisfying right and and i'm a sucker for them as well like i'm not saying i'm not saying i'm not human although some people probably have said so <laughs> right? but the but i think like what's beautiful and terrifying about it is that we don't understand it which is what why i think some people become very skeptical those that are like i i must understand like that the the brain's hunger or thirst to be to go i understand this stoof right and then there are people that are a little bit more like well maybe i don't need to understand everything and maybe it could be something completely different and i think that's where you get the spectrum of like uh uh or people giving their opinions on things that you know sometimes just aren't meant to be identified absolutely but and the other and so following on that point i think there are some people who are so skeptical that they literally go out of their way to try and explain something that they can't explain which which then inadvertently makes them very close-minded <laughs> um because they just won't accept any other theory just because it's not within their comprehension. So they have to try and explain everything away 
within their comprehension. So, yeah, it's um, this is why I'm fascinated by this topic. Absolutely fascinated by it. So, I'm just going to go through a couple of things and just ask for your views on 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 this as well. So, you know about Roswell. Yes. Uh, I mean, everybody knows about Roswell. So 1947, you know, highlight is that, that, you know, you had a UFO that crashed um, in a ranch in New Mexico um, and officers from the Roswell Army Airfield uh, went to the site. Um, so it was discovered by this uh, a farmer um, who then reported it. Interestingly enough, he didn't know what to do. Just he saw this debris, which looked like metal and rubber and it was just odd. He, he couldn't identify any of it. And then he, he finally reported it. Um, and again, I'm not going to go into all the detail, but but actually on the, on the 8th of July in 1947, the Roswell uh, Army Airfield issued a press release stating that they had recovered a flying disc. So they actually issued that, formally issued that statement. And then they quickly retracted that statement and said, no, no, hang about. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, did we say flying disc? No, no. <laughs> what we meant was... Uh, it's just a weather balloon. Nothing to see here. Um, and they, I mean, it wasn't until I think it was 1994, uh, the United uh, States Air Force published a report identifying that that crashed object um, was actually a nuclear test surveillance balloon from uh, Project Mogul. So, but they didn't report that at the time. So they decided to wait, you know, decades later, they decided to, to publish that. Um and actually, you know, it, it, it was around that time when, you know, loads of people saw flashing lights, flying saucers that were actually reported in that part of, of America. Mm. Um, and and the, um, for me, the reason why I've brought up the whole thing around Roswell is, you know, believe what you will, fine, but I'm more interested in why did the army decide um to announce that it was a flying disc they they admitted they didn't actually know what it was that it was unidentified um and they were willing and happy to give that information to to the local press that printed it and then and then they backtracked and i just find that really weird Mm. because and and i suppose it's not so much like you know, we're not here to kind of go, yes, it was aliens. No, it was humans, right? Regardless of which way it is. And I think, I think the, the way that, the way that, you know, the way that this, this one's been, I think this is the most, I think it's the most thoroughly exhaustive, <laughs> like exhaustive, investigated and debunked UFO or UAP or OAP like myth, right? And, regardless of regardless of like what you think i think when you look at it it's like yeah but but why okay you've got project mogul was testing nuclear stuff so that's probably something they pretty wanted you know they probably wanted to cover up right but what you know that's still uh so just say it's a weather balloon (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. then they said but they said it was a weather balloon right and it's and actually if you read into like the project mogul the 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 balloons that they use were a bit more than weather balloons (laughs) right and then you've got all of these like different kind of eyewitness accounts and 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 like the fact that stuff was found and and you know things like that. And then you get into the media phenomenon. So you know even like 
even like Roswell, New Mexico, obviously where it's, you know, the Roswell incident in Roswell, New Mexico, um, you know, <laughs> their official seal is a little green man, right? It's the, it's love like, it. as well as I'm fascinated, I'm, and this is where my study and love of like the psychology comes into it, as well as like understanding like, right, why do all this, like, we found a disc, I'll retract that statement. <laughs> yeah, we found exactly. a weather balloon. Okay, but why did you do the first statement? Right? That makes no yeah. sense. But also, yeah. like, okay, but then why did Roswell go? I know what we do. We're going to make our official seal a green man. <laughs> like, it's that whole like media phenomenon about this that's just absolutely incredibly fascinating and and in some cases hilarious. And and it's that psychology, and this is why this is why I'd love to know what what is behind that. So it's almost like you know you and I go and. and st- I don't know, we go and rob a bank and then I go around telling everybody, hey, you know, Dom and I robbed a bank. And then you come <laughs> along suddenly and say, hang about, you shouldn't really be telling everybody that we robbed a bank because, like, that's not really the done thing. No <laughs> one's really supposed to know about that. And then they go, oh, crap. No, we didn't rob a bank. We uh, <laughs> we opened up a savings account. <laughs> Did you? What? Yeah. Yes, and it wasn't a bank. It was a building society. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's exactly it. That's Do you know exactly, what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, exactly it's, it's, it's like... It. So, so, so clearly, you've got to take that first story and say, "Well, shit! Actually, it was a, it was an it was unidentified. Mm. The, the debris which people have described as like metal, a type of metal that they've never seen before, with strange sort of hieroglyph, hieroglyphic writing on it, which I'll, I'll come to it, uh, in in another incident as well. Um, so yeah, so that 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 fascinates me um, because." I think that was the start of the 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 whole standard procedure by the government of of anything else that happens like that. We need to, you know, we we basically can't screw it up like we did with yeah. Roswell. Like we can't have people going and saying, "Yeah, oh my God, it was a there was a flying disc and there were these alien bodies," and <laughs> because that was another thing they they said that they were they recovered alien life forms. Mm, yeah from that wreckage and one of them was still alive but then they've gone and retracted all of that yes and just said oh no 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 it's a weather balloon why would you go and make all of that up that mm. there's something about facts later on which i'll which i'll come to because you know skeptics will, will come up with this reason that reason but then you know there was an incident famous incident that took place in australia where a whole bunch of school children i think there were only over 30 school children witnessed a ufo basically landing in the field behind the school mm. You had multiple children witness this thing from mm. in ages, I think it was six to nine. And they told the teachers about it. And some of the teachers saw it and they all went, right, why would kids lie about that? And you know, this happened like in the middle of the day. And ki- kids are unreliable in, 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 in a beautiful way. Like a, a kid can be totally, totally honest and a kid yeah. will totally make something up for no reason. Yeah. Right. They're, yeah. they're not, they don't have the same especially around sort of six to nine, the psyche of a child is that they haven't developed certain bits and pieces that it means that they will like just, you know, they do things. No filter. Yeah, there's no filter. Like yeah. you've all been there, you know, you've sat down with a child and the child's gone, wow, you're really fat. And you're like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like a, no adult because they haven't developed, they have, they basically haven't developed the guilt, the guilt feeling. Um, yeah. So yeah, you know, there's no way you can, you can force a child to to do something like generally and on and if you could like on one like there's no way one child if it was one child you'd be like maybe they made it up but when it's a 
bunch, a collection, you've got to kind of go, well, they can't all be in on it. Right? That's not how children work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And by the way, when the children said that to me, I said, no, I'm just big bone. <laughs> so there. Yeah, excellent. I'm sure you've been brutally, brutally <laughs> cut down by your daughter. Even though, yeah, no. Although that still probably happens at 18. <laughs> You're not yeah, going does, out actually. wearing that. <laughs> yes. What the hell do you look like, Dad? Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, there are other things, you know. You've got the, um, you've got that whole the, whole, the Phoenix lights, where there was a there was a UFO that was, um, I mean, it was mahusive. Uh, mm. That's going back to 1997, and thousands of people across Arizona saw this thing. There was an unidentified flying object, basically in the shape of a V, and this thing was bloody huge. So. Um, there's a and and this was famous because the the governor the then Arizona governor uh, a guy called and I love this name uh, so I need to add this to your list of names Fife Symington what a name um, yeah what a name what a name um, I, I'm not the, I, I, I'm a slight tangent I'm not a massive fan of America in general at the moment the way that it conducts politics the way that it conducts its social issues the way that it's built everything. up a lot of things I, I dislike about America but they do give a good name. <laughs> Oh, Fife Symington. So if I was to change my name by deed poll, I would change it to Fife Symington. I've just just looked him up. His his first name was not Fife, but his name is John Fife Symington III. (laughs) There you go. Even better. That's great. What a name. Fife Symington III. Love it. The third. What? Wow. So, yeah. This guy's a legend. So he he went and he did a press release. Uh, he did a press statement because there were so many reports of this and, and people were actually genuinely alarmed. And he he did this press statement very famously when he said, oh, you know, um, we've caught the culprit. And he got one of his... Um, one of his staff to, to come in wearing this big alien head. <laughs> dressed up as an alien with this giant alien head and he went and like it was in handcuffs and he went, here you go. And he really tried to make light of it. And actually people were incensed. They were outraged. They're like, how dare you, you little shit. <laughs> um, we know what we saw um, and you're just taking the piss. Um, and do you know what? It, it, it was interesting because at the time he absolutely got hammered for that because literally thousands of people saw that. Um, later on, he actually said, well, yeah, I saw it as well. Um, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, he was ex-military. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that when he, he saw he saw this, this, it was humongous, this UFO. He reckoned it was potentially about 6,000 feet in, in, in length, width. I mean, that kind of dimension, 6,000 feet in length i mean that's yeah it's huge it it cast a shadow over phoenix as as it was going over yeah um Um, and it was slow moving yeah um he was a captain uh and he He was a captain in the vietnam war and he has a bronze star to his name right so so he's not some he's not some looney tunes (laughs) um you know he's he's somebody that's i mean he's an adult he's 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 seen some things in his time why would he then go and put his um 
uh, you know, reputation on the line by by eventually then coming out and saying this. And actually, he did apologize to everybody in the end. Um, and what's interesting is that that um, yeah, that's right. He was a former Air Force officer, um, and he actually said that this does not resemble any man-made object that I've ever seen. And it was certainly not high altitude flares, which is what the uh, what the U.S. Air Force said. That, um, uh, there were some exercises taking place with the uh, A-10 tank busters, and they they spit out the flares as they as they do like sharp turn maneuvers and mm. practice all of that. Um, and he was saying he said no, there's no way it's that. So again, um, you, we've got this as you'll see. We've just got this this continuous pattern now of. People saying, "Well, I know what I saw." Mm. You've got reputable people. You know, there were police officers and and um, you know people in the emergency services that night, for example, that saw what they saw. How can you miss a six thousand foot long object that casts a shadow over Phoenix as it's passing by? Um, and yet, there's all of this this deniability. So, I suppose, and I suppose, if you I, take things like that and Roswell. You know, what what are your thoughts on? You know what? If you had to have somebody said, "Look, Dom, just have one guess." Like you had, you had to write your idea down and put it into the idea jar of what you think is going on. And if you then take into account, so you got you got Roswell, you got a you've got a crash saucer, and they said that there was uh, you know witnesses that said there was alien life on board, so little humanoid creatures, literally about three three feet high with massive heads. Mm. Um, and you think as, as strange and as bizarre and maybe even laughable as that sounds, you've got that, you've got this, where you've got an object that's about 6,000 feet long, slowly moving over Phoenix, thousands of people seeing it, and it's, it's casting a shadow as it goes over. And you put all this together and you think, well, what, what would be your guess if you had to put something into the ideas jar? The ideas jar, for that full Kobe. <laughs> um, it's interesting because... You know, there's a lot, you know, you if you actually read into it, there's a lot of debunking things. And I'm always a bit more on the, I'm usually on the more skeptical side of things, always have been. Um, and I'm not a very good ideas man. I'm an editor rather than a than an inventor. I always, and, and science will go some way to kind of say, yes, it was this, no, it was this, right? And regardless, my... I think I still hang on to your original point at the beginning of this podcast. Like, that's fine. But why are people so cagey about it? Right. If it's such a yeah. simple explanation, it was flares. If it was, it was a weather balloon. If it's such a simple inf information, why are documents classified? Why are people doing that? Which means, which leads me to believe that there was something that there that somebody doesn't want to reveal. Now, whether yeah. that is alien man-made parallel universe, doesn't like to me is a bit like well until someone t i'm 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 one of those people that's comfortable with unidentified right i can i'm very happy with to kind of go okay. it was not identifiable and honestly unless it was going to fall on my face six thousand meters fall on my face <laughs> would be quite painful i'm 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 i, I my life is stressful enough then to <laughs> kind of give myself like brain power to, to things that i don't uh, that I could potentially, because of my belief, potentially be something I could never understand. But it's that it's that if it, if 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 a team have said that it's something so simple, why are the documents classified? Why are, can't we read yeah. into it? Why are the investigations closed? Why why this? Why that? Why this? Right? Because that actually fuels and it fuels it worse. 
you know, it fuels this conspiracy theories worse. It fuels, you know, people's, you know, yeah, mistrust of like yeah. authority. And, and yeah. I, I don't like the word authority, but mistrust in, in places that you should. Like the government shouldn't have, doesn't have authority. The government has, um, like, needs to have the ability to, oh, I'm trying to think of the kind of phrasing, but it's not about like crushing the people. The point is it's a democracy mm. and, and that you should be able to express your opinion. And the government is there purely to kind of support order to ensure that it's not complete chaos right but as soon as you and it comes back to one of my key points and i use this at work quite a lot is that you can't build trust and accountability unless you've got open and honest uh, you can't until you've got open and honesty right and as soon as you're not open or not honest in which case a lot of these things you're not then the public are going to think all kinds of crazy things like um and yeah. some of the you know these two particular incidents they could be completely man they could be the weather balloon and 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 flares right they absolutely could i'm not saying they are they absolutely but you know they absolutely could but the fact that the documents are classified so nobody can tell right that's the bit that's weird to me and why i really like the angle that you kind of put at the beginning of the podcast and then there may be a bunch of other incidents that people just go, oh, yeah, that was a weather balloon, right? That they believe that. And that could have been something, you know, that could have been something completely alien. That the aliens were so clever and so much more intelligent than us. So they went, right, to make sure that we aren't spotted, like, let's make sure it is a weather balloon. We look like a weather balloon. And then we don't yeah. even talk about things. We, we, don't, <laughs> we don't. And then you don't talk about things that you don't know about. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Like, there's probably millions yeah. of incidents that you just don't know because they could be significantly more intelligent or they could be completely... Everything alien could be literally the dumbest creatures on Earth. Or no, not on Earth. The dumbest creatures in our universe. And we are the most intelligent creatures in our universe, which is an entire, again, an entirely possibility. And then you get into like this whole parallel universe thing about like what would happen on an equal and opposite Earth. Have we made good decisions in terms of our environment? Have we made good decisions in terms of you know in, in a parallel universe we haven't here trust me yeah, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. and without yeah. going into politics yeah, you're right you know you've yeah. got that kind of element about <clears throat> that so in these two particular cases i don't i don't have a significant opinion on what they are because they've been debunked and mm. investigated both ways um but it's the it's the it's that it's that kind of why is everything kind of in a box. Why can't I see it? In a box. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's the bit that fascinates me. And by the way, you know, in the interest of time, because there's loads of other stuff that's <laughs> hard to, to, to cover off. So, you know, I, I put it in there. But, you know, if you're to take, you know, there are other aspects and other elements of this as well, which just, it, it's just mystifying. So you take Skinwalker Ranch. I don't know if you know about Skinwalker Ranch. This one I didn't know originally. Oh, uh, okay. So it's also known as Sherman Ranch. It's a, I think it's about five hundred and something odd acres, uh, located in Utah. Mm. Um, it's repeat, well, it's repeated to be the site of of not just UFO but paranormal type related activity. It, it's it's just a hive of weird stuff that goes on in in there. Um, and its name is taken from from it's actually of Navajo uh, origin. Um, and uh. Uh, there was something to do with that land linked to, to something vengeful uh, shamans and and um, and what the tribes at that time you know uh, used to do with land they used to they used to be able to curse land they used to be able to bless land there was all sorts of things that used to used to happen as part of ancient traditions um, but this is 
you know, we're talking now about a whole... So we've talked about crash saucers, right? And alien life forms in that saucer. Mm -hmm. We've talked about um, UFOs, actually, not just little orbs of light or or just a little flying disc. We've talked about something that's like 6,000 feet across Mm. with thousands of... of, of, uh, eyewitnesses moving slowly as well which i also find really interesting not zipping by not not suddenly shooting past and you go oh, what the hell was that moving really slowly so everybody got a good look at it and then you then you layer on other things like what happens at skinwalker ranch which is loads of ufo sightings um, but also cattle mutilations mm. so you know about cattle mutilations where it's all surgically done mm. um and and you know basically the wounds immediately cauterize. There's no blood mm. anywhere. Jedi's and specific organs. Yeah. It was the Sith. <laughs> it was the Sith. Yeah. It was a lightsaber. <laughs> it's a lightsaber. <laughs> I mean, literally like a lightsaber. That's exactly it. And you think what? So what is that all about? And it, honestly, right, I, I jest about the lightsaber bit, but like it could be, but yeah, it could be it like could. that. It could be, it could be someone's invented a lightsaber, and that the way they want to, they're hiding it in this ranch, and they, um, and and then and they're using it, they're testing it on animals, right? And that's what that's yeah. what the imagery that has. And I and I say it in jest, but like because because there are things that we don't understand and because there are things that we don't have access in the visible, honest and open truth to, we can speculate and we can disprove and we can prove and we can, you know, we can, we can, you know, take those things. You can take some things with a pinch of salt. You can ignore them. And, uh, and with out actually believing in aliens or stuff, you can definitely sort of question, right, but why are, why can't I go and see this place, right? I tr- I'm not going to go over because I'm, I'm a scaredy cat, right? That's fine. <laughs> got the, I've got the backbone of a of a of an OAP. Um, everything is dust, and the, the 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 interesting thoughts behind those kind of bits and pieces when something physical happens, right? There may be something very simple, right? Somebody's a bit of a nutcase, but they've been happening. It's, it's like they've been happening over many of years. So there's several nutcases. Now I know what the human race is like. That could entirely be the case, but there could also be something we don't understand. There could be something that, hmm. that that's not of this world. There could be, it, it, it goes on and it goes on and on and on. It does. And, and, you know, and this is where I'll throw in the Rendlesham Forest incident as well. And and this would be the sort of last UFO example that I give, which will then lead me on to my next question and my next point, I suppose. So Rendlesham Forest incident, do you know about that one? Uh, no, this one I don't. Okay. So this is, the, this is um, it was so significant. It's been known as the, the UK Roswell, basically. Um, and this this one was incredible. So, um, you've got UFO sightings in Suffolk, so Rendlesham Forest, where you're basically as an RAF base, but it's also um, it was at that time also being used by the United States Air Force, um, and there were purportedly um, uh, nuclear missiles as well on site, um, or there was some connection. Mm. There was some connection. I don't know if there were missiles on site, but there was some connection with with because that that's another thing, by the way. Uh, apparently the majority of ufo sightings seem to take place around um military sites yeah. where which are holding nuclear 
weapons and nuclear material. Yeah. And the other one is also a lot of Americans. <laughs> so, right? And yeah. And you know, this is this is where I this is where my septic kicks kept kicked in. It's like, okay, what are our government hiding if they find that promoting perhaps alien conspiracy theories a better option than telling the truth? exactly so that that's the crux of it so that's exactly it so so you've got this situation where you've got i mean it's a it's a highly um highly guarded maximum security uh air force base mm. right um and and you've got one of the uh in fact there were there were two people one of them uh a gentleman by the name uh of um i think it was john burrows and who or was it no was it peniston i can't remember but basically one of the the uh the the uh raf base security um actually saw the ufo actually touched it and quickly noted stuff in his notebook on the, the hieroglyphics that he saw the symbols that he saw on the side of the ufo actually you can go to the rendlesham and they've they've actually gone and built a little monument with the symbols that Peniston saw mm. that he wrote in his, his notebook. Um, and Peniston was apparently, he said he was looking at this UFO. He was touching it, examining it, writing things in his notebook. And he was, so he's looking at the UFO, he's making notes and he's jotting all this stuff down. And it, you know, over the course of 45 minutes, mm. he did this on a, on a base, on an RAF base where, like if you and I were to try and sneak in there, we would have rifles pointed on us within literally a matter of minutes. But this this UFO has managed to go in there, land. It's completely evaded all of the the, the detection systems, and and this goes back to the point, Dom. And this is why I wanted to to have this discussion because I find it fascinating. To your point, why try and debunk it with in any kind of story? which actually just makes things worse mm. when really what we're talking about is unidentified aerial phenomena that are potential national security threat. Yeah. And they need to be treated that yeah. way. That's, it, and that's a bit that I find it could absolutely be, it could be a sh- It could be a ship from an enemy state in, in, on Earth. It could be a ship from outer space. It could be... It could be, it could be anything, right? And, and that's where I don't limit myself in terms of like uh how to phrase it um you get some people that are extreme scientists until it's proven i won't believe in it sort of uh, i don't it, it it didn't happen right uh i need to have seen it with my own eyes you know things like that and i'm like i mean there's this whole thing around like people go oh gravity doesn't exist well it does because it does a thing right i can i'm here gravity right great um but also you know, I, I just did a quick. I, the reason why I'm looking to the right is because I have a second screen where I yeah yeah no it's, for the yeah. for the for the watchers yeah. and and for yourself, Jerry. Um, I'm having a quick kind of read because you know I'd heard of Roswell, I'd heard of Phoenix, I hadn't heard of the Skinwalker or Wrench Re, Re, Rendlesham, 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 yeah, Rendlesham. Um, yeah, and you know there was other things like they found impressions in the ground and they measured their radioactivity yes. and they you know they were yeah. different, right? <clears throat> And that's where I go, right, somebody, uh, if somebody said to me, that was an alien, I'd go, well, sort of yes, because we don't necessarily understand it. it. 
I, like I said, I'm happy with unidentified. Great. But it's all this cover-up. It's all a cover-up. It's like, why? Why make yeah, it more complicated? I don't I, get it. I don't understand that cover-up. And to kind of burrito this, <laughs> oh, this whole UFO... Food puns. There you go. <laughs> um, but, but wrapping up the UFO bit before we then move on to the other bit, which actually... You know, nobody's going to be able to debunk. I mean, I'm I'm going to tell stories which you know this is stuff I've experienced, but then I've got theories as well on on that. But but moving away from the UFO, like I say, UFO topic, we could talk about it for days, mm. right? We could just look at different examples. I thought I'd cover different things. Like I wanted to cover somebody that's actually touched UFO, made notes on it. You know, you've got crash site, you've got you know something with it. You've got thousands of witnesses. The whole thing around the reason why I didn't talk about people that that claim to have been abducted by aliens is because that's a whole different area mm. then, and then you can start delving into the whole area of psychology. So mm. that's, however, there are people that say that you know that were abducted by aliens, but then they and they actually found like little implants, for example, unidentified little implants in like their knee or behind their ear, or it's like you know, what the hell is that? And it's, it's like showing up on X-rays. Mm. Um, so, so the fundamental question to burrito this bit is, um, I mean, clearly the government are trying to cover this up because they're probably thinking, right, well, the last thing we want to do is say, oh, by the way, so we've had an unidentified flying object that managed to breach all of our security, get into a, into a, a nuclear missile base, an American nuclear missile base, and we didn't know what it is. Mm. We couldn't catch it. We couldn't identify it. We couldn't chase it or track it on radar. You know, it's completely evaded everything. Um, And they're probably thinking, well, if we were to say that to the public, they would say, uh, well, that's not very reassuring. (laughs) So we have to say something else to try and debunk it and basically make light of it because actually we can't explain it. The, the reality is the government d- does take this very, very seriously, mm. but not outwardly. Yes. In, outwardly, they're like, ah, it's little green mm. men. Inwardly, they're thinking, what the, <laughs> what the fringe? <laughs> this thing's just got into this yeah, base. Yeah. I'm not happy yeah, about that. Exactly. 45 minutes, and we've, there's nothing we could do about it. And you have UFOs that have deactivated nuclear um, missile systems mm. whilst they've been yeah. there. And then everything, and then once they left it, come, it's all come back yeah. online. So, and even if you don't, and even do you, if you don't believe, right? So even if the folks listening to this don't believe in like al- that aliens are doing that, there's still the element of like that cover up. If it happened to be like another human craft that managed to do that, right? You're a bit like you're suddenly like, well, it's still like, unidentified. It's still right? unidentified, but and what's caused, what's caused it? it? Yeah. And it, and you're like, that's fine. And I think, you know, you can kind of sort of side with the government in some respects, right? And I, I never thought I'd say this, but. You're right. You you said a very key word about not wanting to cause panic. But humans are both significantly stupider than you than you give them credit for and a lot more intelligent than you give them credit for. Like generally common mm. sense within humans is generally lacking. I never understood why it's called common sense because it's not very common at all. But the the but people will are, there are clever people out there. They they can you know they can do maths and they can do physics and they can you know, they can see things and witness things and, you know, make calculations, etc., and and deprove, disprove, prove what has happened. And by debunking it, 
the, the, um, because then you you start enacting onto the the psyche of that like lack of like visibility, truth, and trust. And when you have lack of that, people are going to put a spotlight on it, right? If you're open and go, yeah, something landed. We don't know what it was, right? It evaded us, and we're currently investigating, but we have no conclusions. Most people would be like, oh, okay, fine. And within about six months, they'd be like, well, you're still investigating. You may not have got any conclusions, but so be it. You know, it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not like it's. It's not like it's actually caused harm, if you know what I mean. It's not like it's actually set off a nuclear bomb in the middle of, you know, um, in, in in the middle of the forest that that people are like, we want blood, sort of thing. It's 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 so 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 that leads me that leads me on to the the, the other facet of this, which is, do you think that there's something that they know? that they're absolutely shit scared to tell people because they're thinking, well, we have a theory on this, but if we were to tell people our theory, they literally would not be able to handle it. Because if they genuinely, genuinely really didn't have a Scooby, why why wouldn't you just go, honestly, we don't know. We've got to investigate this and actually come up with some ideas of, actually, we suspect, for example, it could be, it could be super advanced Russian or Chinese technology or, or technology from, from any other mm. country. You can pick on Canadians. Say something maybe the Canadians mm. are doing, which they haven't told us about, or the Belgians. Well, they don't even know. need to name a company. Well, they mean, could, a country, they can just go... We, they, we, or a country, they could just say, they can just say, look, we think it's... This is our theory. We think it's man-made. Yeah. The, the fact... They're not even going to any trouble to try and explain this, and they're debunking it with some really weak theories um and actually making light of it does beg the question do they know something that 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 they're thinking well we we just can't we're just going to have to keep doing what we're doing because if we if we deviate from our course we look people like are going to think we're going to look like muppets and actually we're going to cause mm. panic because if we were to come out and say look actually in all seriousness we do think this is something that's not of this earth and people will go what yeah what do you mean? And then, it, and then that will just start the whole chain of events of like, well, now you're admitting that this is your official theory. Mm. Mm. So that's a bit disconcerting. Mm. It's so I, I, I wonder if there is that. I could, it's why I can understand again why you, the, the, you know they get put between a rock and a hard place. It's like, do we say something, and then somebody cleverer comes along and goes, yeah, but I can prove that it's not that, right? Or do I say nothing, right, on the extreme end? Or do you know, do, do I say the truth, complete truth, let's say? And and then everybody panics. And then you've got the middle ground, which is like, do I say nothing? Right? <laughs> yeah. It's it is yeah. you're and you're then, between you know, you're oh, between yeah. a rock, it's... a hard place and something, you know, I can't think of, you know, another you know, another a coffin, yeah, you know, out of the fire into a frying pan. All, all of that. All of those Yeah, uh, yeah, cinnamon, all of that, all of the above. Um metaphors, whatever you wish to call them. And it's it's interesting. It's a really it's a really kind of point to kind of really delve into and really understand like this again the psyche of humans the psyche of like how stuff works some people will panic right you know you're based upon uh you know uh, me personally like i said because it's it's not physically done something to me right it's not physically gone yes we've done this you know it's not physically blown up my house right less less worried right it's it's a it's a very selfish trait but in a in a but i also know that there are things out there that i all the way that i believe is there are stuff that i just will not understand there is 
a limited brain capacity that I can hold. It's about a Pentium 2, but we won't go into that detail. <laughs> the the other point, I think, you know, if you take, like, being the open and honest, truthful bit, for me, though, is where you could go, yeah, we don't know, we need some help. And you'll find people that would be like, yeah, well, I, oh, yeah, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Like, uh, like, let's figure it out. And there'll be some people that will panic, but you can go, and it's it's about maintaining that like safety net, isn't it? It's about sort of going, we don't understand, but we're going to fully investigate it. We need some help. We want to reassure you that we don't believe it's dangerous. That's the type of line that I would expect. You know, that's the t- or that's oh, the way mean- of, the way that I would be anyway. So you mean bring people with you on yeah, exactly. change? What a novel I know. idea. What a novel idea. I, wa- I what wonder what group idea. I'm part of at work. <laughs> <laughs> right? And you know, but it's, that, that, it's that kind of... It's that balance between open-mindedness, honesty, and truthfulness that yeah. I think yeah. people will be able to handle it better than you think. And those that can't can need to be brought on a journey with you. And, you know... and coddled i think is the term isn't it i i i i agree i agree but but then to to get to last point from me on this to to get uh and i'll end on the jovial point i'm kind of glad that they haven't sort of officially said anything that's going to cause any kind of alarm because the first thing that will happen is everybody you know in a state of panic will go and buy a bog roll (laughs) so we'll we'll be back to the same bloody situation we were back to two years ago it's like, oh, there's a virus. Oh, now I can't get pasta or bog roll or hand sanitizer. And we'll go down the same route again. Yeah, we think it's alien technology. Margaret, <laughs> get in the car. We're going to Aldi. We're buying up all of their bog roll. Oh, I did Why? See, I, I don't did know. see a slight tangent. I did see a, an Ask Reddit post the other day, that, that, and it was only from about th- two weeks ago, that literally said, those that bought loads of bog roll at the beginning of the pandemic, have you used it all by now? <laughs> I just, I couldn't. Yeah, and, and that's, <clears throat> and those are the people that, you know, p- people panicking is, 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 is quite a, <laughs> it's a funny thing because like I, I didn't right i didn't i'd never had i I didn't didn't understand it and don't get me wrong i was definitely miffed when i'd go into a shop be like i can't get pasta right i need some food right and you can't get this food you can't get that food but there was food there right Uh, you fundamentally could get it and and i've you've never been at the stage where that and i believe that even though i quite often say um the uk and the us aren't really a first world a first world country at the moment because of the way that that we are currently governed and the way that the human psyche works in our two countries we've gone beyond the point of the democracy at the moment and it's pure inability to work together results in these conflicts and you know it, I, but i still don't i still believe that at least it's to some degree we will we, we won't get without the whole world being like it we won't get as an individual country like so overwhelmed panicky that we wouldn't be able to survive right and um not not hmm. in a sense that the whole world would have to be like it i think um versus like if it was just the uk right if this incident just causes panic in the uk guess what i'd be like all right fine i'm moving to france right those types of things because if you remember this time last year 
literally almost a year ago mm. to the day, and I remember this because it was coming up to my daughter's birthday, you had some politician, some numpty went and, and hinted that um, there was petrol oh. shortage, and then we had a whole month, right? And then we had a whole month of everybody just acting like a complete and utter <laughs> ass. I mean, there were people queuing. I'm not. Oh, I can feel my blood pressure <laughs> increasing. People queuing up for like an hour and forty five minutes to get three pounds eighty worth, of <laughs> which petrol. was about to... that, which actually yeah. happened, which actually happened, which makes you think. Yeah, there's literally nothing going on behind mm. those eyes. Um, the people that did that. Um, so I just kind of yeah, it, it's fascinating that you know there's got to be some people out there that are thinking, hmm. You know, we we need to study this. We need to understand how how people would mm. respond, and and you know that, that there must be a study of you know humankind's um, humankind's reaction to major events and things, and how how they they can be how you can control panic and stop that from bubbling up. And yeah, yeah anyway, that, it, that, I found I, the whole thing fascinating. That was the, so. This yeah. this is the interesting thing, right? Because we've we've discussed stuff that are outside the human psyche today. Like we've discussed, like we don't understand a lot about the ocean. We don't understand like a lot outside of our planet, right? Because you know, especially when the universe is ever expanding. I still think we don't understand enough about ourselves. We don't understand enough how we work, how we how we interpret panic, how we interpret like democracy and all these like rules and regulations, especially. Um, like now at the moment where a lot of um the way to phrase it is right-winged ideas but a lot of selfish ideas within the human you know within humanity seem to be bubbling to the surface across the globe right you take for example right generally the conservatives here are very right-winged right they believe in like they have this like one man and it's all and not working together and and type thing it's like in a very basic selfish sense right we didn't, you know, Brexit, we didn't need to be part of Europe. So we can, because we can do it all on our own, right? Um, like the, the way that they've, you know, the recent tax cuts that they've just announced is very much like, yes, they, they, but they help, you know, they help everyone. No, they don't. If people help themselves, it helps them. It doesn't, but it doesn't help mm. everyone. We aren't, we don't seem to look after the people that are less fortunate than us. It's a very selfish matter to, you take America. Okay. Democrats are currently in with Joe Biden, but like the, you know, you've got, people like the uh, governor of texas i can never remember his name who's a terrible terrible man by the oh. way right yeah. yeah all you know the 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 thing about abortions like cu- cu- cutting off abortions that's not about people being like pro-life and be like i want to save as many things as it wants because if they needed an abortion they would still have an abortion it's purely a selfish act to, to instill a bunch of beliefs that they believe in on other people until it affects them and and all all you know, or um, what else is going on uh, is about the um, headscarves. Um, I've got the name off the top of my head, right? Yes. And ironically, people like five, ten years ago were fighting to be able to wear headscarves in Western-based countries, right? And now they're they're fighting in Iran to Iran. I want to say, oh my god, the right? I think I'm the right. Yeah, to, it is. Yeah, to, to it be is. able to remove yeah. their headscarves, and. It's it's this oppression. This oppression seems to be bubbling up to the surface within. We want to oppress stuff, right? We want to stop people having the choice about whether they wear a headscarf or not. We want to stop people from having a choice on whether they want to have an abortion or not. We want to stop people Brexit. We want to stop people having a choice whether they want to be a UK, whether they can travel into the Europe or not. You know, we want to stop people having a choice about uh, whether they the NHS service. It's 
it's it's all about limiting choices because people believe that the one way to protect the human psyche is to limit the options at the moment that and and it's sweden is the same right and i always think the scandinavian countries generally on a little bit more higher pedestal because they have it right but sweden's most recent general election right wing made massive gains over the socialist party massive gains right and and it was seen as like some sort of victory. And you're a bit like, yeah, but when you actually look at their policies, it's it's about that oppression. And th- it comes back to the, I have, I'm going to loop it back to this, I promise. This is another form of it. It is either the military or the government mm. are repressing the human's ability to make a choice. Whether they make a choice or whether they cho- the choice is to panic, whether the choice is to go, okay, you don't know what it is. I'm very intelligent and I have a big interest in it. I can offer my services or whether you have a choice of just go, that's great. Not worried about it. You crack on with it. And by oppressing and changing, it's, it's a, perhaps a more media based like outlet to, to, or not media, a bit more, uh, a bit more right, sort of like left field option on sort of oppress. And that's, that's kind of the way I believe things to be at the moment. It's that oppression. Now, yes, I believe that there are things that I will never understand, but I, ha- I, I want to be able to make the choice on whether I want to actively search for the things that I will never be able to understand and not have that limited. I don't like the glass ceiling. I've ranted yeah. a bit there, yeah, I and I hope that I kind of no, I no, think it's it kind fine. of in a bit of a spaghetti way. Well, <laughs> no, it's look, I, I, I think you know, off off the back of what you've just said, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, and it, it, it does worry me because it does feel to me as well like it's a level of control. You want them to control what information you give to people, so, so it's about exerting that level of control. All I will say is um, if there's anybody from any government institution listening to this, if you could just do a study on why people just rush out and buy bog roll at the sign of panicking about anything, um, that would be much, much appreciated. appreciated. Yes. <laughs> And publish your findings. <laughs> Don't just keep it to yourself. <laughs> so moving swiftly on to spirits and the afterlife. So again, I'm going to give this very, very, I'm going to make it very high level because otherwise it gets deep. It, it's actually quite an emotive topic for me because it's stuff that I've And we've heard one so, of some of your stories before in this podcast, uh, April yeah. last year, if anyone wants to yeah. go back and listen. Yes. Yes, exactly that. Um, <laughs> thank you, Dom. And so... I'll give it very, just headline level, right? So this is stuff that I've experienced. Um, I've been at a friend's house and I felt a presence behind me, funnily enough, uh, as I was spending a penny in the upstairs bathroom. Um, and and my friend said, I mean, it's so it's completely unprompted, so I didn't have a Scooby, but I remember thinking, whoa, it feels, so the, the bathroom's gone really cold. It literally feels like there's somebody standing behind me. I don't actually like this. So I need to just finish peeing and I just need to wash my hands and go downstairs, which I did. I almost fell down the stairs, almost like ended up sliding down the stairs because I was trying to control (laughs) my emotions as I was started walking down the stairs, but I couldn't wait to get away because I was thinking, I don't know what just happened. So it was like a controlled panic. I almost ended up sliding down the stairs. I've had a situation where um, I... You see, and this is where I don't know whether to say it or not because it involves my daughter. But let's just say she was very, mm. very young, and a, a great uncle uh, of of my wife's communicated mm. with her, 
And she was she was a t- she was tiny. She was, but she was repeating what this. Well, and there's loads of there's loads of stories on Reddit about this about children and they because they have no um, they have no perception of of certain fears right at a young age right you don't yeah. have that perception that that man is scary right and to be fair like yeah. and that's you know we could go into the psyche behind like racism and sexism in that in that thing like and how environmental factors yeah, true. influence us yes. into going that's scary like but why is that scary what has taught us that to be scary the yeah. media this that and other. but yes generally yeah. as children they don't have that environmental influence so when something and I'm just going to say something happens, right? And you hear about it all the time, you know, simple as, uh, you know, a child going, oh, yeah, there was this person in my bedroom. And they accurately describe a dead or a, that they've never, they would never have met a dead or a uh, long lost relative, right? And in excruciating detail, and you just go, hmm, that's a bit weird. Can't explain it. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I've I've had a situation where a friend passed away, and the and then gone gone to their their funeral, and then that night, literally, so we've got one of these big fern plants in our in our TV room, um, with these huge, huge branches, these big ferns that that, that sits under the TV, and. All of a sudden, those ferns moved as if somebody had literally mm. just walked, brushed past them, but not just gently brushed past them. I'm talking about like, you know, literally like you've, you've yeah, gone through them. You get that. <laughs> just, yeah. And you're like, what? And there's other things. I mean, the mm. list goes on. It's just which I, which I also find quite fascinating. Like how come I've experienced so many it's, things. It's like very that. interesting so, because I, I have experienced none. Right? And I... I think we, it's very similar to, uh, like, uh, how to put this. So we were doing a bit about um, diversity and inclusivity. And we had a very interesting kind of discussion about, like, where your background is from, right? And um, Jerry has a fascinating background, and it's up to him whether he wants to go into that at some point, um, whether it's this podcast, whether it's a future, probably a future podcast if you wanted to, right? And yeah, I, I step so. back and I look at myself and I go, like, I'm super privileged. I'm white. I'm from an upper class family. <laughs> I've got plenty of money. Right. I'm 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 male. I'm I'm over six foot. Right. So I have I have that height, the height thing as well. Like I've, there's loads of stuff that I'm really like I'm really privileged for. And I sort of said I don't really then have like, a, you know, I don't really feel I can contribute to the conversation in a, in, a, in the same way. Right. And you're almost you know, I was almost sat there and this is a bit of a thing is just to say, like, I, I can't contribute in the way that people can. And this is why I think this is really good, because I've never experienced any of this. Right. I'm fairly. Like, I'm, I'm fairly boring. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. Right. I, <laughs> Don't go Babs yeah, the yeah, chicken it was on me. Boring. Right. <laughs> I, I, I am. That's exactly it. I am Babs the chicken. <laughs> right. I, I've never done. I've not done anything particularly exciting right like ever <laughs> i don't have these extreme festival stories i don't and i'm okay with this right to a certain extent like i live i try and live my life as stress-free as pro- possible but if there's a god out there by jesus is he, t- is he testing me this year <laughs> the point being the point being i think i read all these stories and i am some of them i'm, I'm skeptical of because there's very clearly yet yeah, 
okay, that one's a bit weird. But there's there are things that I just go, like I said, I I because I've not experienced it, I fundamentally cannot disprove it because there I believe that there are mm. things that I won't understand. Yeah, and, and it's interesting, isn't it? Because I I describe my experiences now. I've I've had so many of them that I can talk about them matter of factly now. And I've had time to process yeah. things as well, right? So if something happened last night, I'd be explaining it, relaying it to you in a completely mm. different way. But I've had time to process all of this thing. So so here's a theory, and this is this is the angle that I wanted to go on for this section, which is so there are a number of things here. And again, you know, when you when you do a lot of research on this, there's a lot of focus, like with UFOs, there's a lot of focus on the what, mm. but not the why. Um, so, so, you know, one of the, one of the theories is, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this is, you know, consciousness is, it's an energy, right? Mm. Consciousness is a form of energy. It takes energy to mm. have consciousness. When, when your physical being dies, and I, I say dies in inverted commas because the vessel it's, which it's, our brain is, could, you, is could, you've got yeah. the vessel. Yeah. No, the vessel that's holding your consciousness yeah but energy can't be destroyed energy can only yeah. get transferred so if you had to take a look at yeah all right all the fundamental laws is a fundamental law of physics that energy gets dissipated it gets transferred again but it doesn't get destroyed so that that consciousness which is energy where does that go does it go somewhere where it can then exist in a different plane if it can't be if that energy can't be destroyed but it can sort of remain as a hull can you sort of almost go a bit Doctor Manhattan from it on uh, from The Watchmen, <laughs> right? It's but is film, it something like that? Oh, amazing film. That's but the right. concept of top that, 10. Top 10. oh, it is amazing. Yeah. Um, but but you know what what would what else would cause that? For example, that that fern or or you know is it is it because that consciousness still exists in a form? Well, what's what's interesting, right? Is I'm just I'm just trying to think of a like you know if I approach it from like my bias, not bias, my skeptical science brain, right? That side of me. I have to admit, like I know f I deem myself reasonably academically intelligent, right? There are I street smarts don't exist, right? But my point being is like I can fundamentally know like the the you know the body degrades whether through illness, injury old age right but like this is gonna this is gonna sound a really far-fetched question but i will loop it in what is old age right because mm. old age could be is that your body just getting to the point where it can no longer handle or no longer okay here comes the matrix theory which we love it can no longer power the brain to actively keep energy to form life right now, then you have to sort of go, yeah, but what, what is what is life? Like, what is the life force? What is the thing that makes me animated? What is the thing that makes me... And there's, and there's going to be people that's going to be like, there must be something about electrons, but how does that actually then translate to me being sat here and speaking about these things? This is where I fundamentally think we can't understand it because then you're talking about the brain is is having a subcon a thought about itself we are the only people that can have a thought about a thought 
you know, mm, I have a thought to have a cheese sandwich. Interesting. Why do I want a cheese sandwich <laughs> today? You know, etc. Um, now that that means that like that that you're right because energy can't be destroyed. When your body runs out of energy, what happens to it? <laughs> like where where does it go? Because or is it based upon? So is it based upon something that we don't understand that does run out? Which it could be. I've got a theory on that. And and to to your point specifically about like the energy of like consciousness. I haven't got Scooby Doo, right? And this is me being open, and honest. I don't. I genuinely don't know. Like, I like people go, oh, you know, the afterlife could be right. You go to heaven, you go to hell, right? If you're a good or a bad person, I'm screwed. Um, I'm right could, behind you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, oh, you know, the afterlife, like you, you form something else, right? There's another, there's another world to go to. Is that in the same universe? Is that in a parallel universe? Does it have the same matrix bound con? you know consciousness that we've come to kind of discuss in this podcast before which i kind of sort of support and believe in in the way that it goes right do you get reincarnated as right and, and what does that mean do you have memories from your previous life is that what deja vu is do you get do you have um uh is it the same life do you relive it perhaps with like just more experience which would be great by the way um like level up yeah groundhog day but the life yeah. in terms of yeah. groundhog day so i can make different decisions i can those types Sliding of things. You know, yeah. Is it something that's, that does something happen that's so extreme and so like different that actually in this current form we cannot process and do it? I don't know. I, that's that's those are the my thoughts. What do you mean you don't know? I was I was waiting for a definitive answer. <laughs> <laughs> I feel oh, I feel like that computer, I'm hanging up now. <laughs> I feel like that the computer from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. What is the meaning <laughs> of life, the universe, and everything? Forty two. Forty two. Yeah, I want a 42 kind of answer. Um, yeah, look, I... So you, you, you also mentioned something that you touched upon, which, which, which again is also fascinating. And it's something that's fundamental in, in, in my thinking around this, which is you mentioned about reincarnation. So I, again, I'm not going to go into details. Mm. I just implore everybody that's listening to this or watching this to, to look up... Um, uh, the case study of of somebody called James Leninger. So that's L E I N I N G E R. Now James, I, I, I apologise if I'm not pronouncing this correctly, but Leininger, Leininger, um, he was a young boy, and I think he was as young as three. And he started making drawings of like airplanes on fire um, and airplanes being shot at. And he was having really bad dreams. And then as he got, as he was getting older, he was talking, he was talking about names of, he, he was just screaming out people's random people's names. And he was describing this, what basically was, he, what he was describing was a um, uh, uh, an incident of him as a pilot being shot down Mm. and look this story is it's this story is long this story is deep worth looking into i'm not going to go into all the details i'll give you the headline that basically he was an absolute reincarnation of a fighter pilot that was shot down in the second world war and actually in in when when they were i think it was in in for, they were get, um 
they were they were trying to take one of the, the islands. I wouldn't say I, I could say Iwo Jima, which is an obvious one. I don't think it even was Iwo Jima, but it was mm. somewhere. Say this pilot died. This this kid basically is just reenacting and reliving that one scene. But it it it's fascinating because this kid ended up being introduced to the sister of the person that died mm-hmm. many many years later. I mean, we're talking like this. That so this pilot that was that was killed was in his twenties, early twenties. I think he might have even been just twenty one, twenty two. Mm. So this little kid's describing details about aircraft that they used to fly in the Second World War. You know, for example, one of the quirks of of Vought Corsair. Yeah, uh, and how how that feels when it takes off, mm. and and the parents who are very Christian were sort of like they couldn't handle it. Mm. They're thinking, what, what the hell? What the fringe is going on? Mm. What is going on with our child? It was actually horrific to watch the drawings that he did, and and you know, he just kept reliving this thing. The the bit that I absolutely floored me was when this kid, when I think at that point he was six or seven, was introduced to the sister of this person that died that was shot down, and she was like in her late seventies or early eighties at mm. that point. I think she was in her eighties at that point, and was having a conversation with her about stuff that that only her and her brother knew about. Mm. And it was something to do with a portrait or something. And she said, uh, and, and this kid said, oh, do you know, uh, do you remember this, this, that, that painting? And she said, yeah. Mm. And he said, uh, have you still got it? And she said, yeah, it's in the loft. Mm. She said, no one's ever seen it. No one knows about that. Mm. And- um, but he was having this conversation with her because, in, yeah. in fact, he was basically her brother, but in the form of this child. And you think, what? And it's fascinating. And it's interesting, like, you know, this the sceptical side of me, like, just, you know, goes, it, you know, could be, well, no, I don't believe in coincidences, right? Coincidences are always, a, there's a, you know, things happen for a reason. Um, I've got two two thoughts on it, like, just very quickly scanning the case study, right? The case study ends with that there is, uh, there is little, no, there's an, an unreasonable amount of evidence to give the conclusion that there is the potential for reincarnation to exist. Now, that's not me going, yes, reincarnation exists, because I don't know, right? Again, this comes back to the, there are things that we will never understand. Hmm. Um, you can't you can't deny like what is happening and stuff like that, because the alternative that it gives in the case study is psychic, which I think is less plausible because you you know we can harp back to yes. our we can harp back to our original you know and even if it was why that person yeah right right that, that yeah. you know again the why is the why 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 we can harp back to our first first podcast when we discussed like is Keanu Reeves immortal and we saw all those portraits of him and it's like well okay but is actually that reincarnation you know if we delved if we activated maybe perhaps a certain specific part of Keanu Reeves' memory or might excuse me, and activated a certain part of his consciousness, would he be able to have memories of the, the past lives that where people think that he's actually immortal? You know, those types of things. Um, what's interesting is I wonder if what happens to consciousness depends on what you believe in. Right? Did, Ooh. did Ooh. Um, James's past life believe in reincarnation and therefore got reincarnated? Which is why it's Good question. which is why it's not as otherwise because otherwise all of us would be having these thoughts, wouldn't we? And it's not as 
as well known because only X percent of the world believe in reincarnation. Good question. And if people believe they get to heaven and hell, maybe they get to heaven and hell. Maybe that's that's the way that they that, that it goes about. And you know, Christianity is on a thing here, right? It, it it it's all those thoughts. And and if you don't believe in anything, what happens then? Just, yeah. just is, it, is, it, is it spin the wheel, right? Is it spin the yeah. wheel? But then what happens to that energy? That you're conscious. Everyone's conscious. Everyone that's alive is conscious. Mm. That energy's there. So what happens to that? I, there, there was something I was reading up about this. There are other case studies as well, which are fascinating. But that that one in particular had the most evidence, mm. documented yeah. evidence as well, and 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 witnesses. Um, like I say, I'm not going to go into all the details of it. There was another case that I read about, which is also fascinating, similar kind of thing. Um, and the parents were a bit more open-minded. And actually the mother ended up having, well, I say that, the, the father wasn't. So the father was a policeman in this other case. But the mother absolutely believed the child because the stuff that this child was coming out with and the way that this child was speaking, which was very grown up, um, she's like, okay, he can't be making this stuff up. And she asked him one day, they were talking about reincarnation. And so she ended up having this very, very adult conversation with him. And she said, but basically, do you believe in it? And he said, well, he said, look, let, let me tell you something. He said, I, so, so he was describing himself as consciousness, as a, as a spirit, whatever you want to call it. Mm. But he said, he said, yeah, I needed to, I, when you were pregnant, I decided to inhabit the 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 baby basically that 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 you were the child that you were carrying mm. and i chose i chose both of you because you seemed like really nice people mm. and i knew you'd look i'd had a troubled life and i knew you'd look after me mm. he's this kid he's like eight years old yeah. and he's saying this to his mum. yeah exactly and she's like what the fringe yeah where does this, where does it come from where do you go from that where does it come from he he said he chose them mm. He said, "You seemed like really nice people, and you seemed like the the people that would support me because I had a troubled life." Yes, so and I and I had to come back to inhabit another body, and 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 I wanted you as my parents. So, is that is that reincarnation, or is that somebody's belief that when you die you become a spirit, and then as a spirit you can do X, Y, Z? And this is where this is why I asked that question: like, does you what you believe in become reality? Yeah. And the the interesting thing is, and where I kind of you know I not my skeptical side of things, but my like it's not it's not a priority for me to think about nobody be able to accurately tell us because you can't interview someone when they're dead no, right and yeah. that's yeah. that's the beauty of it the the mystery and the fact that i don't know i think is just a thing sometimes to just go hey you can never find out about this at least at the moment in terms of my consciousness and my understanding and my intelligence you can't find yeah. out about that and and yeah. that's why generally maybe I haven't researched this as much as yourself or, you know, I've not had maybe as many uh, events, shall we say, because I'm like, I'm satisfied with that. It's that. Yeah, that, I'm, I, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And exactly. <laughs> yeah, and that's, yeah. that's, I think, that, and that's why I love the human psyche, because I love that curiosity, right? The things that I'm curious, curious about is like, what makes that person think like that? What makes this government act like this what makes this country want to go to war here what makes that what makes that what's mm. the and generally it's the same thing it's like greed right it's, money it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. It's money. Give, yeah. Me, give me more right or, or some kind of power right power power mm. power and and generally what happens like afterwards to those 
to those things is is not it's not necessarily a priority in terms of like, oh my God, I must understand every single little detail because I understand that there's some things I can't. And, and there's, there's so much about the world, I think, that, that does that. You know, when we go back and talk about the aliens, you know, as, as their life forms that are, that are bigger and better than me. Yeah, probably. There's, there's humans that are bigger than better than me, right? Are they going to be more intelligent, less intelligent? Yeah, probably. Like it's just a yes, and and, and it's the same with mm. the other question, and that's the that's the key for me is that sometimes it's just yes, and until somebody says what it is, if it's a mystery, it's a mystery. Yeah, uh, it, it's uh, yeah, it, it's just I I'm I want I still want those answers. I'm fascinated by it because I I think it's because I've experienced things mm. and i've just thought hang about whoa, whoa why why did that happen how did that happen i mm -hmm. I, I just and i could still to this day can't explain it mm. there's there's one thing so the last point that i was going to make on on this topic was there is a theory about you know we live in three dimensions actually that that you know they say actually if you want to take time into consideration that's a fourth dimension so if you if you look at this scientifically and break it down scientifically mm. so You've got three your, your three dimensions, which are effectively like the axes of, of life that, that we know about. You know, you've got mm. length, width, depth, you know, in our universe. Uh, mm. The fourth dimension is time. So mm -hmm. scientists believe that, that that's the fourth dimension that governs mm -hmm. the, all the properties of all known matter at any given point. And then you start getting into this. Uh, by the way, I'm reading off. I'm reading off some notes. I know nothing about this area but super string theory yeah okay so the fifth i've just got the scene from the big bang theory where penny comes in and she goes and they all go where were you and she goes oh i was just helping sheldon <laughs> figure out string theory <laughs> yeah and it's like that's not possible like, well apparently it is with knots <laughs> oh, well there you go so that's about as far as it goes with me because I honestly I, I struggle to get my head around some a lot of this, but so super string theory that talks about a fifth and sixth dimensions, um, which apparently where the notion of possible worlds arise. So if we mm. could see uh, see on through to the fifth dimension, we would see a world slightly different from our own. This is what you talked about as yes. well. That would yeah. give us a means of measuring that similarity and differences between our world and other possible ones. Apparently, in the sixth dimension, we would see a plane of possible worlds where we could compare and position all the possible universes that start with the same initial conditions as this one. Right? Yeah. And in theory, if you could master the fifth and sixth dimensions, you could travel back in time or go to different futures, apparently. Mm -hmm. In the seventh dimension, you have access to possible worlds that start with different initial conditions. So whereas in the fifth and sixth, the initial conditions were the same, the subsequent actions were different. Here, every, in this dimension, everything is different from the very yeah. beginning of time. The eighth dimension gives us a plane of such possible universe histories, each of which begins with a different initial condition. Mm. I mean, this is just already blowing my mind. Then mm. you think, oh, come on, can't, you can't go any further than that. Well, apparently you can. There's a ninth <laughs> dimension where you can compare all the possible universe histories, starting with all the different possible laws of physics and initial conditions. And then in the, the final dimension, the 10th dimension, we arrive at the point in which everything is possible and imaginable, which is covered. And beyond this, like nothing can be imagined by, by us lowly mortals. 
yeah. which makes that a natural limitation to that 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 tenth dimension. But I, I wonder if you know one of the theories is does the when we talk about the consciousness as energy, does that end up in a in a, another? And by the way, that dimension, in the same way that you know, if you take a look at your room. So this is where it's going to get a bit stranger things, right? So you look at your room and you think, okay, everything's in 3D. You've got your laptop in front of you. You're a certain distance from that. You, there's a width to your room and there's a height. No. What if there's a dimension that you don't know about that's literally just sitting above your ceiling, but you can't see it mm. or it's just beneath your feet. So this is a bit, I mean, about stranger things, almost like the upside down. Upside down, yeah. So... So is there something, for example, in a dimension that could, that could be a lot closer than you think? You just can't Absolutely. experience it. You haven't got the ability. You and I haven't. Why am I picking on you? It's not like well, I can experience this, Dom, and you're the only one that can't. As yeah. in, when I say you, I'm talking about the royal you. Like we, we can't yeah. experience it, right? So does your consciousness go to one of those dimensions? Yeah. And then, uh, and then, and then it can pierce its way through when it wants to or needs to. Yeah, which then links in with the whole the sp so the the all the it explains then all of the experiences that I've had it explains that whole thing about reincarnation of that that kid's basically saying to his mum you know he's seven eight years old saying yeah I chose you I chose you and dad you seem like nice parents so it's, it's you've got this consciousness operating in this in this dimension that's looking around going well I I want to go back to that that world. And I want to get back to that state. <laughs> you know, it's, it's 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 this is the I think the beautiful thing about this is also, you know, consciousness is obviously built up of an energy, and energy is unpredictable, right? To a certain extent, right? It does weird things. Unless you're Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, unless you're Doctor Manhattan, of course. And then you can control it. Yeah, and you know, I, I was just thinking, like, you know, deja vu is always the one of the phenomenons that you kind of come to and you kind of go, yeah, but why do we experience deja vu? Is it, you know, and it could be so pure as simple as your brain just firing off the wrong electrode and going, yeah, we've experienced this before when it hasn't. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah know, and, you know, when you go to like, and, and, and all of this could just be, you know, all of our speculating because we can't prove anything. We can't, but we can't disprove anything. All of those things, um, they could be, bugs bugs in the human code uh, i do like my matrix theory um matrix. what what i think like and i you know the string theory kind of element side of things yes uh, like absolutely this goes into the parallel universes and and you know the, the same starting point but different conditions different starting point same conditions you know you've got those four kind of things and obviously different conditions there's an infinite possibility of those different conditions. There's an infinite sorry. possibility of those starting positions. On that, I'm really sorry to interrupt because otherwise I'll forget. Which, mm. which, if you then, when you go into the super string theory, which I start, which I was reading about, and the build up to this, which then explains why you can have the same matter, so the same electron appearing in two different places at the same time, but yeah. it's exactly the same electron, for example, or the same element. Mm. Sorry, yeah, which, yeah, which, right. And it's also we, we've run tests, we've run tests, and we've proved that. By the yeah, way, yeah, That's yeah, mad. yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> dark matter, and and, and I, I've yeah, been to the um, oh god, what's it called? Uh, Legoland. No, <laughs> I've been to Legoland for years. Salt Park. <laughs> what's it called? Haladron Collider. Oh, you've been there. Have you? I've been there. Wow. I've been to Geneva, and I've seen the Haladron Collider. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. Physics trip, 2013. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was good. I had, uh, okay. I had a beard then as well, but it was um, I was uh, 17, so it didn't look like this. <laughs> That's just saying. Was I it looked... more um, Guy Fawkes? <laughs> it was... Yeah. Guido Fawkes? <laughs> yeah, it's more like Guido yeah. Fawkes. Yeah. Guido Fawkes, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to probably take this a step further, and I don't know if it's going to blow your mind. Do you think there's something that's then governing those infinite universes? Oh, oh, oh. I haven't had time to think about this. Uh, no, is my is my ins. I'm answering that with my instinct. I would say no because I think that that we're talking about things which are way beyond i don't control. think i don't think we can understand that right and I, I, let me i'll use a media yeah. example right for example so there's kind of two pop there's two popular series that have done now multiverse stuff you've obviously got marvel mm. where they produce different like because you've got like different variants of earth so the current existing marvel is on earth 313 uh, and then you you have doctor strange which you haven't spoil it if you haven't seen it spoiler alert but there's a there's a character that can trans go across universes right and the whole point is then you know wanda is trying to get children her children from a different universe so she can have children in this universe is basically what she wants because that's what she wants to be right great it's a really good film um uh and um uh, really encourage you to watch but it's like there is this element of within the marvel universe if you watch what if about something that governs those universes and there's a there's a guy called the watcher right and his purpose is okay. to watch the universe that, that thing and in what if at some point again spoiler alert for what if um uh ultron becomes powerful enough to break out of those universes that he then challenges the watcher and that that to me is where this super string theory i think has more layers than just the 10 because i think that there's got to be something that then governs those infinite universes and what happens if energy and conscious can escape those universes to, to be in the thing that controls all these universes so that you can go down all these kind of i'm not gonna say rabbit holes because that makes it sound like it's it's, it's something it's that i think it's something that genuinely the human brain cannot comprehend right and and therefore we will do all these experiments to go i think the you know prove that something else exists but we will never be able to fundamentally yeah, prove that yes. something else is there yeah. the other tv yeah. show that does it by the way is um uh dragon ball super they have 12 universes and that's a bit more because it's a it's an anime and perhaps a, maybe a similar audience but maybe slightly younger and the way that they do it is that you can see the similarities between the different places. So, and but it does have evidence of the right same starting point, different conditions. You know, so mm. in in the in Universe Seven, which is the one that you follow with Goku and Vegeta, you have the Saiyan planet has been destroyed, right? In I want to say Universe Six, yes, it must be Six. Um, the Saiyans are like planet exists and they are treated as and they're, they're in abundance and they're treated like and they they aren't planet destroyers which is what they are in the original Dragon Ball Z uh, original Dragon Ball manga in in this what in this universe they are uh, planet saviors right and it's you know same starting point different conditions and you can see the differences between the two 
right? And then there are other planets that clearly have had different starting conditions, like uh, uh, Universe 12, for example, is just made up of, of these super powerful people that just have to constantly battle for survival because every single planet from the beginning was desolate, whereas, you know, Universe 7 has been, you know, luscious planets and, and things like that, or, you know, varying planets. So it's not about fight for survival. There are people that that don't need to be strong you know a, a weak person can survive so and then then they have like they have the grand ruler who is probably is an eight-year-old child but you know comedy value it's really good grand zeno is you know he rules all these universes and there's a there's an element that he can delete a universe and what they don't approach in the manga is that there are 12 universes that are in the the tournament of power um but originally there were 16 universes what happened to the other four and that's where it really then going to blow your mind is that if I turn Ooh, around and say okay. there are all these infinite universes, as you say, but what of the universes that didn't survive? What happened to their energy and their consciousness? <laughs> what a perfect, I think, a perfect way, perfect point to end. Yes. I burrito think, that. Burrito that. I think. <laughs> I, feel, I feel a bit bad. Jerry, what a wonderful topic and a wonderful podcast. Give me your final thoughts. I wish I lived in a universe. So there's got to be a universe out there where pineapple pizzas, <laughs> pineapple on pizza doesn't exist. And I just <laughs> want to live on that. <laughs> I just want to live on that universe. Oh, man. You want everything else to be the same, though. <laughs> yeah everything else everything else absolutely well and if there's no baked beans but the chances <laughs> of probabilities of that so if you had if I, if I was in a universe where there was there were no baked beans there's no such thing as baked beans and nobody in their right minds would put pineapple on pizza i think that's that's my kind of universe <laughs> that would solve all of the problems of the world it would do it would oh, do um i sorry just one of the things that i was going to say um and, and i'll leave you with this because and it's the one thing that I did actually want to end on. You kind of beat me to it because it was we we do we normally do everything and then we do the final thoughts. Mm, so I'm yeah. I'm kind of messing up this. Podcast. No, it's fine. I'm sorry. No, it's good. I'm getting a bit off piste. So a lot of people listening to this will say, "Oh, okay, you know, it's all I know. You know about the human imagination, and mm. um, you know, we've got enough." there's enough going on in TV and comics and radio shows and things over the past, you know, a hundred years and things for people to, to, you know, come up with all of these things around alien abductions and UFO sightings and things. But, but what, this is the other thing that, that I wanted to, to just sort of uh, finish off on, which was, do you know, in 74 BC, thousands of people witnessed a strange event, um, which is, Apparently they described it like a huge flame-like body that was silver in color mm. and it was shaped like a wine jar and it interrupted two warring armies. Um, and they said they it was described as uh, a spark that was seen to fall from, from a star and to grow as it approached the earth. It eventually became as large as the moon before going back into the sky. Interesting. Right? 74 BC. Mm. And there were other UFO sightings, for example, in 16th century Europe. Mm. You know, they talked about strange objects actually doing battle in the sky. That was apparently in the 1560s. 
people living in Germany and Switzerland reported this. Hmm. And 50, yeah, hundreds of years before flight. I they're think, watching. They're watching like things battling in 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 the skies above them. I, I think, and what's interesting, like obviously, because like I said, I, I, there's bits that I don't believe in. And you mentioned the human imagination. A lot of our stereotypes, imagination, and environmental factors are based upon things that actually happened. They have to be right. People don't just make shit up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but. The human imagination is also amazing. And I just think it adds another dimension to everything that we've discussed. And that's what I think is beautiful in the mystery about it. Nice. And now Now I'm going to really mix things up and say, Dom, final thoughts from you. (laughs) There you go. Right back at you. Just because he's he's changed. Just because Jerry planned this one, not me. (laughs) This is brilliant. That's it. I'm Um, in control. I think, like, every, obviously, everything that we've discussed today, you know, these are our thoughts, these are our opinions, these are these are what we, our beliefs, our environmental factors that's caused us to grow, the things that we've experienced and stuff like that. Um, I, I still maintain, like, I think the biggest important thing, I still think there's lessons to be learned from this. And the lesson is, lack of open and honesty builds mistrust and judgment where it doesn't necessarily need to be. And the more open, honest and kindness that we can put into this world, into this world that we currently are in, we, st- that's the thing, we still can control the chip conditions of this world and that we could absolutely change it for the better, regardless of third party aliens, governments, consciousness interrupting that flow. We still have the power to, manage the conditions that's my final thoughts oh love it that's yeah <laughs> drop the mic that's a drop the mic moment i'm Thank not going to drop my mic because it's very expensive <laughs> yeah yeah maybe just drop a biro or something i don't think i've got one in my house <laughs> i'll drop it for you here you go i, I just i go. discovered this the other day i don't actually have a pen in my house i have a pencil and Biros, yeah, I love biros. I almost collect them. I love them. I love writing with them. I just love the feel of them. I always like twiddle them out in my thumb and finger when I'm on the phone. And I just, yeah, I just love big biros. I'll get you a box of big biros. I'll send them <laughs> that was going to be my Christmas present this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, big biros. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for that. Right. Right, folks. Thank you very much for watching, for listening, uh, for paying attention. Um, Please stay safe out there and we will catch you on the next podcast. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, Dom.